Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Haunted Attractions Podcast. Podcast. Inspiring haunt fanatics to take their attractions to the next level. Welcome to Season 2 of the Haunted Attractions Podcast. For show notes, notifications, and insider tips, join the Haunted Attractions community by texting HAUNTED to 33444. That's HAUNTED to 33444. And now, here's your host, Philip Hernandez, to get you inspired. Welcome to episode two of Marketing Monday with uh, myself and Tyler from Haunt Design Kit. Uh, Tyler, uh, what's up? How are you doing this week? What's up, guys? We're here for, was this episode two? Episode two, yep. Awesome. I'm excited. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm a little tired, so my excitement is like tempered because I haven't had enough caffeine pills today, so... (laughs) Get a Red Bull, wake up, because this is going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Today we have a, probably a little bit of a debate, but a little bit of uh, going to be talking about email marketing and, and the concept of uh, basically not building your home on rented land. So that's kind of the topic for, for today's Marketing Monday. Remember, I just want to put this at the front here. Remember that Marketing Monday is a new series that is co-hosted by myself and Tyler from Haunt Design Kit, Ooh. and you, you, it's you, that's who we're talking about. Uh, you can uh, make sure, if, if you want to make sure that you do get every episode from uh, from this Marketing Monday, and that you get all the other episodes for from the Haunt Attractions Podcast Network, uh, which includes our coverage, our, you know, our Vendor Spotlight, our Haunt Spotlight. Uh, we're going to be doing some cool stuff with Tyler later. He's going to have his own show, which I'm sure a lot of you Tyler fans out there will be so happy about. Um, 
you know, a lot, all that information you can get subscribed to our Monday Digest. And you can do that two ways. The first way, which I'm sure, you know, Tyler knows, is by uh, texting, texting us. So you can text the keyword haunted, H-A-U-N-T-E-D, to 33444. And that will subscribe you. It'll ask for your email address on there, and that will subscribe you to our Monday Digest. And the Monday Digest has the breakdown of, of the epi- all the episodes for the previous week. And, of course, it comes out on Monday, so you'll get the current Marketing Monday episode as the first thing in that Digest. So there's the Digest. Uh, the second way you can get subscribed to that is, you know, basically through any of our social media links. But from our website at www.hauntedattractionspodcast.com, there's a pop-up for Mon- Marketing Monday, or for the Marketing Monday. See, I'm already going crazy. For the Monday Digest, there's a pop-up there to put your email address in for that, as well as there's a subscribe button on the side there. So you can make sure to get, for international guests, just go to our website and you can get on that list. If you really don't want to do that, you can just email me also, uh, philip at hauntedattractionspodcast.com, and I'll just put your email list on that on that uh, Monday Digest. Whew, okay, so... That was a mouthful. Yeah, right? I'm already, <laughs> I'm already dying over here. All right. Okay, Marketing Monday. We're, we're getting in here. September is just around the corner, actually. It's going to start tomorrow, for those of you actually listening to this on Monday. So... We're very close to the haunt season, and the reason, you know, I, that basically this concept of don't build your home on rented land. This is it's kind of a, a business thing that's cropped, cropped up a lot with recently with the internet and and with all all of this that we're seeing. And the basic concept is you need to be able to control your audience and. Just like you wouldn't build your house on rented land, you don't want to build your content engine or build, you know, your your audience on somebody else's platform because the rules of their platform can always change. And we have seen this with Facebook, right? Because initially there was no advertising on Facebook, and now Facebook, uh, I won't say they penalize you, but they definitely don't uh, uh, help. Good old days. Yeah, they definitely. Uh, <laughs> They don't help you if, if you're not paying to promote your posts out there. They're not really helping you get them ranked higher in, in, in the news stream. So people that have invested money into building a strong Facebook following, that's still a good idea, but it's only going to get worse. I mean, all, all of the indicators that Facebook is going to start charging more for making your content rank higher for people that have liked your page, it's going to keep getting worse, right? And that's the concept. We see it on every social platform. You know, Twitter has the ads. Pinterest is now doing sponsored pins. Um, every, every platform is going in that, that idea. Do you in know why? Direction. I, actually, I actually had a really good discussion with a haunted house over this weekend yeah. um, about this. And the discussion came up. Obviously, everyone's question is why? Why is this happening? And I well, linked, it's the natural progression of right, things. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. But I linked the fact that we did not start seeing these changes on Facebook. It was maybe two, three years ago with the ads, the the business pages, and the way they charge for boosted posts and things like that. Is when we also started to see the biggest incline of cord cutters from cable TV. So now Facebook is looking at okay, 
we are just another media platform, like just like television. Why should we allow any business to advertise on Facebook for free? So for you people out there looking at your social media, your haunts, you know, Facebook is just TV. So whatever you do for TV, just start getting ready to do it for Facebook. Yeah. I mean, that that's a great point. It actually brings into this idea I was going to bring up, too, about the addressable audience, which was the uh, <clears throat> the term that they used uh, in, in cable TV when they talked about getting your content in front of an addressable audience, that they gave you an addressable audience and paying for that. And that's exactly what Tyler's talking about. You know, that's... That's what we're seeing now, you know, and any, any, you know, paying for that addressable audience getting in front of them. Yeah, you know, you're exactly right. Facebook is your gatekeeper to your audience and you're, there is no way around it. You're just going to have to pay Facebook to reach your audience just as you would have to pay the radio station, just as you'd have to pay the TV station, et cetera, et cetera. Facebook is just a, now another stream of media that your audience is on. So, you know, it's not it's not free. You know, Facebook and, you know, proper social media, you know, is not free. It'd be great, but that's not the world we live in. So to start planning, if you haven't already, you know, there are some haunts that realize this and they're taking advantage of it before everybody jumps in. But, you know, you have to realize this and you have to budget, you know, your marketing plan accordingly to make up for this. So just a little you know, little yeah. topic discussion there. Well, and it, well, it really isn't too off topic. It, it ties into this concept of you, you need to make sure that you maintain control of your audience. And, and, you know, really social is great and it's obviously it's essential at this point, but it, it, it is part of a larger plan. And Tyler and I next week will be talking about, um, marketing in general and, and wh- how it fits and strategy and, and that an overview. But the basic idea is that everything that you do in terms of marketing is part of a larger plan, right? It's your, it's your plan and, and social is a component of that. And one of the reasons is if you build your house, if, if everything that you have is, is on Facebook and Facebook decides one day that businesses are going to have to pay a subscription fee to be on Facebook and you then you just have to pay it or what are you going to do? I mean that's that that's right. The idea. I mean what are you going to do when that's the biggest collection of people on the internet is Facebook. You yeah. know, you have the biggest audience right at your fingertips. And you know, you, you use the analogy of like building your house. You know, Facebook, you know, social media, digital marketing in general. Digital marketing now is the foundation of that house. Like it yeah. has to be every it has to be the thing that grounds all of it together now. It used to be television. Before that it used to be radio. Before that, obviously, it used to be newspapers and print. Now, digital marketing, social media, that's the foundation of your house. Yeah. So, so exactly. And and I it's not my term, this is a term that we've gotten a lot. Um, you know, uh uh, uh John John Pulitzi and Robert Rose, who are some of my idols, uh, fanboying over here. There's some of my idols, and and uh, 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 John Pulitzi's new book, Content Inc., is coming out where he talks about basically how you create a minimum viable audience and then you monetize that audience. And uh, anyway, their podcast, uh, you know, that's where I found the term, but I've heard it on a lot of other things too, where you don't build your content house on rented land. So that that's the basic idea, right? So the idea is 
you don't want to to build your audience on rented land. And that even is, is, in my opinion, Tyler might have a different one, but it also even holds true for your website because just like happened with Pat Flynn at Smart Passive Income, you know, what happens when your website gets hacked or if it gets hacked, I'm not saying it's going to, but what happens if, you know, if, if your house is your website and that's where you want everyone to be going and to be like bookmarking, even though I don't think anyone does that anymore, and like checking checking your website and then the website goes down or gets hacked or something or or your even your web servers this happened to me my web servers pulled me down because they detected malware that had gotten into some of my files you know like from my computer when i uploaded them and they took it down i mean well look look at what we're seeing with the whole ashley madison thing that's going on right now you know these are hundreds of thousands millions of people who had an account on a website that was hacked and now their your information is out there and it makes me wonder you know what back-end software and servers they had you know were they using third-party things to to access members i mean it's like how how is something like this possible now um, you know this will most likely never happen for haunts it's just the market you know the industry is just not that big that anybody cares to hack a haunted house um well yeah but the point is that it's a possibility and and it's still it's still the idea of you know the other thing too which i see with a lot of haunts which i I wanted to bring up too is that you know you especially if you're a home haunter actually the the episode i just recorded before i got on the, the line with tyler here um with evil twin studios which you can listen to by going to hauntedattractionspodcast.com slash E213. Plug. Uh, just, uh, yeah, plug. Um, Evil Twin Studios came on, and, and they talked about uh, one of one of the, the big takeaway tips that they uh, talked about was, while if you want to be a commercial haunter and you are a home haunter now, of capturing your audience and making sure they know where to find you year after year. And it's the same concept. If if you move around or if you start off your, you know, you you, you, you did an asylum every year and you were known as like, um, I don't know, your Penhurst Asylum and you're known as Penhurst Asylum, right? But then one day you're like, man, we should open up another Penhurst Asylum, but it shouldn't be called Penhurst Asylum because then there'd be two of them. That wouldn't make any sense. So let's let's make a new theme, which is like called the Escape of Penhurst, and we're gonna put it somewhere else. So then we just shorten it to the Escape, right? Like the Howl. Okay, so we're gonna do this thing. Well, you need to, right? Like if also the same concept. If your house is is on rented land, then you you don't own your audience, and then you're you're gonna lose so much just because people don't recognize you. They don't recognize, like, if you're a home haunter and you move houses, they're not going to know where to find you. You need to find a way to make sure that you stay in communication with them. And that's another idea that's all tied together to my rant or my talk today (laughs) on email marketing, which is that it's a way to help you stay in front of your addressable audience and it helps you keep in contact with them so that you own those channels. You can you can speak to them directly. Your website gets hacked. You move. You you rebrand. You know, um, like like uh, Joey came on from Fog It Up and talked about their rebranding and how they're they're rebranding around. Like, you know, if you want to retain that and make sure people know what's happening, email 
email list is 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 my my thing. You know, of course, Tyler has a different opinion, but we, yes, we're on yes, the same page. We're on the same page in terms of you well, need yeah, to theory, have your audience and own theory, it. You know, the theory of it, the principle of it, we totally agree on. You know, my opinion is email. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. L is on the way out, thanks to things like instant text messaging and private messaging within social websites like Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter, things like that. Yeah, but so, that's rented land, Tyler. I know, I know. I'm just saying, what if there's no way to avoid it? You know, I, what do you do if you're this new, you know, your new wave of haunt demographic, which is scary enough, people born after 1995, and they don't have email addresses, what do you do? Because there's no other way to capture them then without going to things like Facebook and social media and whatever website may, you know, be there at the time. I mean, my my biggest disagreement with that is that all of the social networks require you to have an email address to register for them. Right. And Facebook uh, gives you one now. Like, you can actually have, like, so, like, whatever your name is at Facebook. So it's one of those, like, like okay, so, like, my brother, who is 24, you know, does not have an email, but he uses his Facebook email on things like job applications, you know, whatever, you know, whatever he does, just because it's easier for him to check his messages within Facebook. He's on it more often, things like that. Like he's even put his Twitter handle on a job resume, a job application. He just doesn't have an email. You know, he's never had the need for one. So he doesn't see the importance like we do. You know, we're, we're one of the last generations to really effectively use our emails and we need it that's how we communicate and but it may be one of those things where in 10 or 15 years we're going to see the decline of email so that's my argument but it's the same theory you know it's all the same principle of, of getting that you're getting your audience and owning them yeah i i, I would say of course you know i that could be a concern, yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't know. I still think email's going to have a way because, you know, I, a favorite quote here I have up from, uh, I don't know if it's Robert Rose, I think, that said it, but it was, uh, you know, your email address is where everything begins. And that's, that's certainly true now. Um, again, you know, it, it, I, I guess I can entertain the idea that it, it could shift, but basically I think right now your email is more important than your, 
your physical address. I mean, it's very much like the same thing. I mean, your email yeah, address. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. And it's like, you know, previously we had direct mail and, you know, you sent Christmas cards to people and like just kept, your method, your like the basic method of communication is, you know, was, was your physical address and now it's your email address and we still have USPS. Like it's still around. Like we still send things to each other. It hasn't disappeared. And I, I think email is going to be around for a while, even if people find ways to integrate it into Facebook or, you know, do some other things. Like, well, we see it currently with, like, if you looked at LinkedIn, you know, LinkedIn has their in-mail service, which yeah. is, you know, a professional way to communicate with other professionals. And so that is – that I think it's one of the very first kind of beginnings of this trend of getting away from email and, you know, because your email tends to be – and you know, I feel like email should be more personal than professional. So, but I don't know. It's just it's just a it's a weird. Well, shot. I I will say one of the reasons that one of the known reasons why LinkedIn can actually charge for email for in mail is that it it sends messages reminders that you have messages to your email, and that's how people that's why people open in mail. So it's kind of the reverse. Like people open InMail because they get a notification in their email that they have an InMail message, not because they're on LinkedIn and see the message, but the click, that's where the conversion is, is the click from their inbox to the LinkedIn platform. You, but mean, they're, you mean everybody's not like me and checks their LinkedIn every day? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Sorry, Tyler. I mean, but definitely... I think especially in the workforce, having an email, like I just don't really see, unless you're an enormous company, even of finding a, a better way to even organize your employees. I mean, just like, you know, I mean, what, I mean, I think maybe like Disney, you know, could, could come up with a system that replaced email to talk to all of your employees internally. But well, there are like, a lot of companies that even use things like they'll just use Facebook. Like they'll just have a private group of employees on Facebook that's invite only to get in and it's not searchable, but it's a way to like send out notices, send out event reminders, things like that. And it's on Facebook. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's Google drive for business, right? And there's all of the Google hangout and all of that, which is all stem from your Gmail account. So like, I mean, so, well, maybe the better, maybe the better argument would be that email like I guess I could alter my statement that maybe email won't go anywhere, but it will be it will become irrelevant. I mean, I I don't know that I still agree, but regardless, our point for today is that you need to have a way of keeping in front of a addressable audience that isn't owned by somebody else. That's your goal is to have to own the way that you communicate with with your audience. And, and then to actually communicate with them. And, and another interesting, interesting thing, um, goodness, I don't remember, I think it, it, if it's Content Inc. or I was listening to somebody talk about, um, how, you know, large companies actually measure how many ways somebody has to connect with their brand before they see a conversion. And you can, in Haunted Trashman's case, you can, you can think of a conversion as like buying a ticket or attending an event 
And, you know, this company said that their average was three different ways. So that means that somebody that you, <laughs> that in order for someone to buy a ticket to their event, that person needed to connect with the brand on three different platforms, three different ways. So email can just be one of them. And then to Tyler's point, like he was, that he was going to, you know, talk, as we talked previously and bring up that, um, you know, text messaging can be number two, right? And Facebook is number three or social number three. But we're seeing now this idea, you know, that you, it, you know, you, you want to, you know, consolidate people to one area so that you own part of the conversation. But by no means does it need to be your only way. Maybe it's just your, like, what you're focused on. And, you know, for Tyler, it would be messaging and, and texting communication. And for me, it would be email and then texting and then social. But having these multiple channels and getting people to, to pay attention to you so that you're top of mind more frequently. And the more frequently you're top of mind in these different channels, then the more likely you are to see a conversion. Yeah, I would agree. You know, my, my whole thing is, you know, and you brought, you brought it up, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of instant messaging and, and SMS texting for businesses to their customers. Um, just everything I've seen, um, I just, you know, I just read a, a, an article on AdAge that talks about how SMS marketing and SMS, you know, message, messaging in general really has a much better response rate than email. And, it, and the response rate is usually about 80%. So it could be something that if, and if this is not like you can't go out as a haunted house owner and just buy a list of phone numbers because that's illegal. You can't do that. So you actually have to supply a list of phone numbers or have, you know, your customers opt in on their own. So you're, you're presenting them with a situation where they put in the, their phone number for you, to which you save and then you can upload and use. But what's great is it, you can send out, you know, reminders that like, Hey, you know, opening night is, is tomorrow or something. And, or you're going to have an event like, you know, this, your middle of October when you have a little slowdown is you're going to have college night on Saturday. You can send out that text message like, hey, bring all the college kids. You know, students and alumni get, you know, 20% off or something like that. You know, and it, that and that message is easier for people to share. You can forward that text message, you know, to your friends, to whatever, and people, you know, will just come and show you their phone and get that little, little discount. So I think it's more personable. And it's easier for people to share around because, I mean, a lot of people don't know how to forward an email, unfortunately. But people can copy and paste text messages or forward a text message to all their friends. They can do group text a lot easier. So I'm a huge fan of SMS marketing with that. But it is, it's become difficult to gain access to your market without, you know, going into illegal territory. But... If you give them a reason to, you I think you'd be surprised how many people will just freely just give you their cell phone number if it means they could save a buck or two. Uh, I mean, I again, I mean, I, I'm here. I, I agree with with the the premise that that Tyler's talking about. You know, because again, it's another way to to keep top of mind with these people and. For those of you out there listening, I, I'm looking it up, but there are actually a lot of services that you can create your own texting. 
I mean, the thing that I that I would be curious about in that is it may. I'm sure it has a higher open rate, right? It almost has to because who's not like looking at checking text messages, right? Exactly. But, but does it have a higher like? You may still have a lower reach because the thing I found because obviously you guys that are listening or you know if you have a lot of the reluctance that people have to sign up for the Monday Digest is they don't want to use their phone their phone to text me right they don't, they don't want to like have have that information known and so I would kind of say you know maybe it I think the barrier to entry to getting someone to give up their cell phone number is higher than their email. And so because of that, you, you depend on the open rate of your email marketing campaigns. Plus, it's an entirely different thing we're talking about. Like, Tyler's talking about, like, almost tweet-like alerts, right? Because most market, most uh, text messaging services don't let you text more than 120 to 140 characters, which is the same as a tweet. So you're basically like, I have to consolidate this to a tweet. And if you're in an industry or, like, if with, with high attractions... You know, your your key fans, those people that really, you know, that that want to know a lot or like, you know, they. I mean, the updates is a great strategy and I think it should be used just to make sure that you're top of mind and people remember you. But if you want to build those true haunt ambassadors, you know, I changed it like brand ambassadors that really like champion your stuff. Like you have a really good story and you want to send out the backstory in pieces like Universal Studios does for Halloween Horror Nights, right? They send, they have this slow reveal for every, every new attraction and they have information about like what haunted house themes they're going to cover this year. And they do this really slow reveal type thing. Um, If you want to do that, that's not going to be done over text messaging you know, the email allows you to to actually tell a story, and people make decisions, purchasing decisions, especially for haunted attractions, based off of emotions. You know, we're not we're not food or water or shelter. People don't need us to live, so they're making the decisions as to whether or not to go to our haunts based on an emotional decision. And emotional decisions are driven by stories, and you need to be able to tell your story, right? And I I, I think that email gives you a better platform to do that. I think YouTube would give you a better platform to do that. Well, <laughs> you know, YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. Exactly. I don't know. I mean, and I'm not and I'm not saying I'm I am not advising Hans to to get, not do an email list. Yeah, yeah, exactly, to not do it. Get email. out there and do it right now. Exactly. I mean, that's what I would tell people like do it right now, do it right and get those emails. I am just extremely forward-looking. Because I, I don't give a damn about the here and the now um, when it comes to like this type of stuff. I want to be aware of what's coming down the road 5, 10, 20 years from now. So I'm just presenting the idea, you know, my original argument that email might be on the way out. But I am in no way saying that it's not important. It is still extremely important. I Well, there, and so to, let's, let's go transition a little bit here into... Uh, actionable tips for you guys out there. So an email list is, in my, both of our opinions, is a crucial thing to do. Maybe the point that is it is being debated is maybe it was going to go out of style. Maybe it's not. We don't know. But we know that people want to interact with you on multiple channels. A. B. 
email, in my opinion, is one of the best and easiest channels to engage people on. Uh, you still can pick two more. You can still do the text messaging and the email and have a face. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Book page. And then period, right? And that's your three. Um, you know, in the, in the book coming out, Traction, I don't remember the author, but it's a, obviously it's going to sell out. I can guarantee you it. They talk about starting off with experimenting with 19 different channels of distribution for your content and then narrowing it down to a handful, right? So email needs to be one of those. Text messaging can be one of those and you can get, you can pay for services where you can sign people up to those text messaging alerts and do that. But the question then of course becomes, how do you do the email marketing? And there's a lot of platforms out there. Um, I use MailChimp. Uh, this isn't a sponsored episode or whatever. Um, you can go find referral codes or somebody if you want to sign up. But MailChimp, and I, I recommend MailChimp for haunts because it ha- there's a free version of MailChimp where you can, I think, have up to 2,000 people on your email list and send them a certain number of messages. And that would be perfect for sending them like, uh, email that talks about like how your haunt's going to be opening next next month. They're going to be opening in October, and this is the open day. And then going into the story of what they're going to be experiencing. And to Tyler's point, you can actually embed a YouTube video inside of that email, so that when they open it, they can just click on that and and play. If you have a movie trailer for your haunt, um, I think that's a great way. Another one is like opening week, or you know. Any any other promotions that you're doing? All of that. Well, I think uh, I think yeah, Mailchimp is. I, I mean, it's my favorite. You know, it is. I think the best um, like newsletter, email marketing type service that's available out there. I mean, if it's it's used by by major companies, not just you know your small business you locally, like or your haunted house. I mean, these this is a service that is utilized by some major major corporations. So. You know, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for me. And I really enjoy MailChimp, and they have a really awesome. Um, they actually, have, I think, I don't know if it's, I haven't, I haven't checked, but 
I remember having a really good email app or an app on my iPad for MailChimp that allowed me to create emails, put in links and things like that. So if you're more of a an, an on-the-go, on-the-fly kind of person, you can still just easily you know create emails and send them out. You know, I know I think with the free version of MailChimp, and like I said, you know, like Philip said, this is not like a sponsored episode, but you know, we just really like you know this service. But with the free version of MailChimp, I, MailChimp, I think that they still put their like the MailChimp branding. Yeah, your the MailChimp logo is on there, right? But... Which I cannot stand. Like, so whatever the next cheapest level is, that gets rid of that branding. It's it's uh, do that. <laughs> it's ten dollars for five hundred um, subscribers is the next step up. Yeah, I mean, worth it. So ten dollars a month. Yeah, mention that. Yeah, totally worth it. So whatever whatever it costs to get their branding off of it, because nothing is worse than having an awesome email campaign with great artwork, awesome videos, and then you're getting branded by another company. You know, you want you want to. And this is a whole another discussion on marketing, but you want to keep your circle of branding like exclusively to you. You don't want, you know, branded logos of services that you use. You know, you want pretty much like white label everything that you do. And you know, it costs a little money, but it creates a it it, it creates a better brand image in your customer's mind. But Mailchimp does offer that, and Mailchimp is awesome. So if you're looking at a way to gather emails and create your list and send out emails mailchimp is is really the best way to go and we should, I mean, probably, we yeah. should probably send them a copy of this podcast and see if we can see if yeah we can they actually, you know get a sponsor out of them they they do actually do affiliate uh programs for podcasters very frequently but um that's side the point i the, the point is that MailChimp, you know, is the one that we both use there's also aweber there there's a lot of different there's constant contact um, which I'm sure you guys have seen an email in at some point from all these places that has their brand at the bottom. Um, so that's the point is that, you know, you can do it. It's very simple setting up your, your MailChimp. You know, I, I know that a lot of you are also thinking that, you know, this is a lot of work and I don't have time for this. And I would stress you beyond reason to just, if you do nothing else, the one takeaway from this is to just like figure Get open a free Mailchimp account. Go in there, set up a list that's a very that's just like um, haunt info list, whatever, and then go in and it's very easy. Mailchimp walks you through it. It's probably like five minutes. We're talking to work here, and then go in and take a code and take a you know a, a sign up form code from Mailchimp and put that sign up form on your on your website and promote it on Facebook and all your social and start getting getting people to move onto that email. And then, you know, even if you only use it to send out one email this year and then you wait until until your haunt's over and then you start talk, thinking about next year and, and actually have time to plan out your email campaign, getting, starting now, capturing people's attention, getting them, you know, because, I mean, uh, for all the reasons that we talked about, but y- you need to, like, start getting that built and because people, you know, they... They're not going to pay attention to you on Facebook or it's going to get crazy and you don't have time. You know, like you can also schedule emails to go out in advance. So you can even you can take the time this weekend or, you know, this week. Yeah. So I'm going to go off on a little bit of a rant here and I'm, go glad, ahead, go ahead. I, I'm glad you brought this up. So I'm going to rant. So just hold on to your butts. Um, 
if if you cannot take the time, literally the five minutes, to set up something as simple as MailChimp, then what the hell are you doing with your business? You know, whatever prop you're working on, whatever costume you're working on, and I'm not demeaning prop makers and costume makers, but if you're running a business and the haunted house is your business and you, you're so lazy or you don't have the time to figure out how to set up MailChimp or any, any service like this, you know, you, you have no, you have no reason to be running a business. You should not be running a business if you don't know how to do this and you cannot devote the time to do this. This is one of the most important parts of your marketing, which marketing is the most important aspect of your business. So, and I'm tired, I'm so tired of hearing haunted house owners or managers or anything saying, oh, we don't have the time. Oh, when do, when do you have the friggin' time? Like, you have plenty of time to paint a wall, you have plenty of time to make costumes, you have plenty of time to go to Transworld. Find the time, damn it, and find the time to make sure your marketing is right, that you're, you're getting in these emails, and you're taking the necessary steps to take your business to the next level. If you're so worried about, oh, are we going to do the, the numbers this year? Are we going to have the attendance? Or, you know, oh, it costs this much money. Who cares? Stop. Just stop. Because if you're not doing this and you're not doing it now and you're not doing it right and you don't care and you're lazy and you don't have the time, you know, there's there's no reason. There's no one else to blame for your failure for your business than yourself. This is the most basic, simple thing that you can do. So even, you know, after this podcast, just take the five damn minutes to go sign up on some service like MailChimp and start getting your emails. I'm glad you brought this up because I'm so sick and tired of hearing haunted house people saying, oh, they don't have the time for this, they don't have the time for that, or I don't know how. That's, that's all bullshit. Go sign up right now and just, just take our advice. It'll benefit your business for the better. End of rant. Sorry. Oh, well, okay. Uh, getting back into it. Um, I, Obviously, you know, I, I strongly believe that you, sh- that you should, you should do this. And it, uh, I guarantee, I'm actually going to guarantee you that if you don't have an email list and you set one up, you will get more attendance. Well, like, people, I, people probably, haunt owners probably already have an email list that don't even realize it. If you sell tickets online to your haunt and you've been doing so yes. for the last couple of years, you have their email addresses already. You already have some type of list that you could get to start sending out emails. I know um, Interactive Ticketing is a big you know, online ticketing vendor in the haunt industry. A lot of haunts use them. Uh, I know Ticket Leap is another one. Um, they allow you to export Excel files of all your ticket sales and customer information. And obviously, one of those categories is email. Just, you know, in Excel, just select that that column and just get all the emails copy and paste you know boom you've already got a small list of people that you can start using and then put that link on your website on your facebook whatever to you know sign up for updates or sign up for exclusive offers things like that and just start capturing more emails and adding to that list and just get that ball rolling yeah because a a large problem that I, i i saw when i when i had you know my home haunt and the commercial haunt it isn't that people don't want to come; they just forget sometimes, you know. And and you're like, well, because you know, 
we have tunnel vision as hunters. We're in the middle of production season. There's a million things happening. You know, we're like, there's no time. And all of our whole life is this haunt for months, right? It may be, you know, by the time we get to Christmas, it's also about family. But, you know, for Halloween, our, our, our life is this haunt. And it's very easy to forget that to the average guest, you know, they just don't care. They have a million other things happening, and they just don't care about you like you care about you. And That's exactly right. I'm glad that's the best point made right there. And and they just don't, like, they don't, it's not that they wouldn't want to go, but they forgot that they went last year to your hunt, and then they were like, oh, I forgot, I don't know when or where it is, and then, like, you know, the amount of effort that somebody puts into actually Googling you, it, this is this sounds horrible, but it really, people are really lazy, especially when it comes to attractions and stuff like this, and, and they go with the flow, and they go with what their friends are doing, and, and you know, they, they just don't care, and so... And you know what the sad fact is, is that, <laughs> the haunt demographic, you know, kids aged, uh, you know, I don't know, 15 to, to 30 are the laziest group you can yeah. try. So, you know, it, it's it's hard. Yeah, and, and it's like if all you do is send out an email that has your dates and your times and how much tickets are, like, then they they see it in their inbox and they'll probably just leave it there. And then if someone's like, oh, hey, I... I uh, what 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 should we do this weekend? They're like, oh wait, I think I remember getting an email from that haunt about going there, and they pull it up, and it's in their email, and they pull it up on their phone, and they're like, oh, here's all the information. It's simple, it's clean, it's easy. They don't have to go to your website, they don't have to go to social, they don't have to do like anything. It's right there, and and they they keep it. It's just there's so many reasons to do this. But anyway, so we've ranted a lot about email lists. Um, there's one. I want to go into a little bit of email list strategy. Um, if if you already have an email list and, and you're listening this far, you know maybe this is for you also. But um, I don't want it to be overwhelming for those of you that are thinking of making an email list. It certainly can be, and you can take it to the extreme. And this is an article I want to bring up about extreme, which the article is titled how the New York Times gets a 70% open rate on its newsletters. And the article talks about how the New York Times in the past year, and this, this, this article is, was just released on August 24th, and so it talks about how uh, New York Times has caught the, the newsletter fever. In the past year, it has launched a dozen of them and now totals 33. So that the New York Times has 33 different email lists. And what they do in order to get this high open rate is they customize the content. So, like, they basically allow you to choose exactly the information that you want to get that you're interested in. And that's why, that's how they create relevant content for you that then you're more willing to open. So this is a, a very good point to think about how your strategy for email marketing. You could go with the very easy get through 2015 method of just make the list and send out like a few emails that just talk about where and what you are. But certainly you could take it a lot further and you could go, okay, let's make a list for people that that want to get an email every time we launch a ticket giveaway or like Bloodthirsty Thursdays at Fright Prop. Maybe we should have an, an email list just for announcing Bloodthirsty Thursdays, right? And then you could take it further and say, well, we want to have, we should have an email list for people that, that want to read about the backstory to each of the different areas in our haunt. You know, we want to, 
they want to we want to have something where we do like a you know a little Q and A with the scare actors and they'll talk about their character and we'll do like a mini interview and we don't want to have everybody see this because they may not want to read that. So let me ask you a question. Go ahead. At what point do you think this would be? Now looking at it from the haunt, you know, perspective, being a former haunt owner, you know, myself. Do you? At what point do you think it'd be best to just have all of this in one email that links back to the website or a blog or something? And or would it or would it become too like spammy? Would people be turned away? Because I think the only like doing these, the only real email list you'd get then you'd kind of whittle it you would whittle it down to are your diehard like hunter enthusiast that want to know this stuff but your general public you know like we talked about the people that don't care i think i'm afraid they'd just be more willing to just hit that unsubscribe button and then you're screwed well and so, that's that's a, a, a great point and that's really where you know we're not going to have time to talk about it today but this is part of your overall marketing strategy and it will help you dictate how you segment your email marketing list. But to speak to your point, I think the safest route to take is really just an informative, slightly flavorful route and to maybe like link to stuff on the website or a video that people can click on because you don't want to be spammy because that's a huge turnoff. But there is the other option too of saying, hey, do you want to... uh," Because the idea is... Here, here's the snowball effect, right? The idea is how do you create uh, haunt ambassadors? And that's, my, I guess, my new term for the week. And that really is just a spinoff of brand ambassadors, which are those people that go out there and they love you so much that they just want to know everything about you. And Disney has capitalized on this. You know, Scarehouse has done an amazing job. By the way, uh, what do you see on Scarehouse's Homepage, right above the fold, you see their email list. Oh, anyway. <laughs> uh, Evil Twin Studios, you know, all these places. Um, email list. So I'm not saying I pick you to have on the show if you have an email list, but it definitely helps. So, you know, it, it, uh, you definitely, you know, the idea is you want to foster, you know, brand ambassadors, but it's a hard road because in the beginning, they don't care. But the longer you stay top of mind, the more they care about you. And the more experiences that they have with you, the more they care and the more that you become part of their lives. And the, and the idea is you want to funnel, right? You, you want to, to take people and guide them into knowing you better. You want this funnel effect. You want to create brand ambassadors. If you always stay at the point where you don't do anything but give them blank information, you're never going to make brand ambassadors because they don't care. I can't stand it when I see certain haunts on Facebook where they don't respond to fans. They, they All they do is put up you know, like, you know, happy St. Patrick's Day, happy Valentine's Day, you know, so-and-so is cool, whatever, you know, whatever. It's it's all, it's all dumb, it's stupid, and people really don't care. It's not personable. And, you know, me and you were talking earlier, it's just like these haunts and their, their Facebook pages, their websites, they're just soulless. They're just these creations just to... I don't know, just to have like a presence just for the sake of having an online presence. There's just no life to them at all. And, you know, if you're one of these haunts, you know who you are. You know exactly who I'm talking about. 
just stop. Just stop being this soulless company and start engaging your customers and creating, you know, like, uh, like Philip says, start creating and curating your, your haunt ambassadors. You know, these are, these are people that could really help your company. That's why, you know, you have, you know, look, look at Monster Energy or Rockstar. They have brand ambassadors, you know, that go out and these are not employees of the company. These are just fans that would do anything for their brand. And, you know, hot ambassadors are out there. You just got to go find them. Yeah, and that's exactly. And that's I, back to Tyler's point, his, his question, you know, like what, how, how do you begin? And this really, it, we're going to get into it, but it's it's part of your marketing strategy. And I would definitely say the easiest route is, you know, to to keep your 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 a general list that really is just for basic update information. And within that general list, if you want to take it further. You could even have a little button in that general list where you're like, would you like to be the first one to hear about our new our new uh, theme next year? And then if they click on that, their email address gets gets put into the pile of these people want to hear about the theme for next year before anybody else. And then you just make an email, right, that, that lets them know what the theme is a week before anybody else, and you ask for their feedback, right? And then then you're starting to build those ambassadors. But you can put those hooks in that help you get people along that funnel. But you need to have an idea of what that funnel is. And and that's, you know, the New York Times, that, you know, again, it's back to, like, their strategy of, like, well, you know, we know that people don't care about everything happening with the New York Times. You know, that's why we made 33 different sections. Maybe somebody wants just, just the fitness portion. And that's it. They don't care about anything else. And so we want to provide that to them. And I just have some stats in here. Um, okay. People that get, well, first of all, um, the, the average open rate for uh, the industry of the New York Times is 22%. So 70% versus 22, the industry average is very high. Uh, the second thing in here, um, is that, they have about, you know, like 50-some thousand for some of their lists on there, you know, plus, which is enormous amount. But the, the biggest statistic here is that they have found that people are twice as likely to become a paid subscriber from the email list. Like, what? Twice as likely. Like, just apply that to your haunt. Get someone on the email list. They hear about you. They're twice as likely to attend your haunt. It's, I mean, it's an enormous statistic. Now, would, now would, there, would they send out some – because I'm, I'm curious as to this, 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 this statistic. Um, would that stat be backed up by Times Magazine sending out something saying like, hey, just for our email subscribers, here's a promotional code that would maybe save you some money off of that yearly subscription. Like I wonder if that's – is backed up by an offer or if that's just straight people subscribing because they like the emails i mean i you know i i you know that i'll link to the article but it's uh i think that that definitely changes from from industry to industry right but and i would assume that it's because there's an offer backed up with it 
I, I, I actually don't don't think so. Some of the, what they mention here is uh, to keep its newsletters competitive, the Times has a 12-person dedicated newsletter team, and they've been using Twitter and Facebook to gauge reader interest in newsletters. In the case of the Kristoff letter, it got 50,000 signups after promoting it on social media and on the site for six months. And the Kristoff letter was just a uh, like a, a content marketing uh, piece that they ran type thing. Yeah, that's well, awesome. we we haven't defined content marketing in this that's, podcast yet. Yeah, well, we're going to. That's another episode. <laughs> that's another episode. So, think, all right. Uh, I think we should. I think we should end this here, and maybe have a part two in the future, where we can pick up this conversation and and really lead into content marketing because I think that coincides with the email strategy. Yeah. Because if you're if you're just sending out you know text emails. You're yeah. really you're really boring and killing yeah. brand. But if you're backing up with the appropriate content, then it could really work. But I think I think yeah, we definitely we should, should segment this. I wanted yeah. to put in to, to to your point on here exactly from the article, which is of course is from a lot of other stuff uh, too. I I just actually just found this article before the show, and I thought it was amazing and perfect. There's a lot of other examples of newsletter success, but they say in the article here, um, the we've been exploring two ways of looking at it, going beyond sections to lifestyles and different themes. The approach is going much narrower. It's no longer a one-size-fits-all, and in the Kristoff uh, idea, it is they're allowing people to subscribe to updates from specific columnists now. Like, if you like one columnist and what they have to say, you can get a, an alert whenever they have a new article. Now, that's, which, re- that's really cool. Because, like, yeah. the way that would interpret into Han to be like, if you had one of your makeup artists write a column exactly, on someone exactly, or something. Exactly. Or maybe, like, have, you know, have the makeup artist give, like, you know, ten tips to your Halloween makeup this year. And you send that out in October, you know, around, you know, mid-October when everyone's getting ready for Halloween parties and trick or treat things like that, you know, like like we, I mean, you know we talked about it. It would probably probably be best for a haunt to send out just one you know content heavy email rather than a bunch of different emails. But maybe in an email, you do have like hey our our makeup artist or special effects person offers these tips to creating your own zombie and you you know just stuff like that. I think that'd be really cool. yeah. And that, that's exactly what we're talking about. So anyway, yeah. And I, I don't, you know, to kind of do as I say, not as I do. I, I don't currently really have a full segmentation strategy for Andrash's podcast network, but it is definitely something I'm going to be building into, uh, you know, to people who, who want to receive an update for every giveaway or want to receive an update for every marketing Monday, but they don't want to do the other stuff or they, you know, I'll, I'll be looking into figuring out a way to segment our content here on the the Haunted Attractions Podcast Network uh, in in the same way. So we're going to be figuring it out together. So you know, um, I'll you know we'll use that in in uh, in some examples some episodes later. You know, well, I think this is it's been a the full episode time here. We're getting to the edge and some great information for you guys out there. Uh, takeaways, you know, sign up your email list, building that audience. Don't put in your house. Don't put your house on rented land. You know your haunted house or your regular house and uh, don't uh, you know own your audience and, and figure out a way to engage with them in a more regular basis. Uh, we'll talk about strategy later. We'll talk about all that stuff later, but uh, we talked about MailChimp specifically and using that one um, because it does have a free version 
which is why I liked it so much that you can actually just sign up immediately and start gathering gathering um, those those email email lists information. Of course, Tyler had mentioned the SMS communication, which you can do as well, and you're encouraged to do multiple of these um, to keep in in top of mind to everybody, so that you can get repeat customers and have them coming back and have them sharing. Your, the story of your attraction with other people. So uh, that's it. Tyler, do you have anything else to add? We talked about a lot today. Yeah, we did. Oh, man. So I much. hope people enjoy it. Like, I'm really excited with all the feedback we're getting and the listeners that are coming in. So I, I, I hope this was entertaining, but also informative. And, you know, like we always say, you know, let us know if you have any suggestions for the podcast, if you have anything you think that maybe we need to change. I know we don't have like a news segment this week, but we will try to have another news segment next week. Um, I mean, I think my segment was news segment. Well, yeah, it is. You know, I, I was not prepared. Uh, so that's totally on me, but uh, I'll own that. But, you know, we, we really appreciate when you guys send us feedback. You know, we like to hear things that you like, things that you don't like. So just keep that coming in. Uh, you know, we're all really happy. You know, Philip and I are really glad that everyone seems to enjoy the podcast, you know, Marketing Monday. So that's all I'm going to say. I think. Awesome. Now I had a shout out here. I, I know I would like to start shouting out to people who reach out to us. And I got an amazing uh, email from Austin over uh, – he, he also does some, some – um, Haunted Attraction Marketing uh, Services over at Spectre Media. You can find him on Twitter at Spectre underscore media. And Austin, is uh, he sent me, us an awesome email um, about how much he enjoyed Episode 1 and, and everything. And, and we will be having Austin come on the show because he's, he's pretty social media strategy savvy, which comes after the whole uh, marketing strategy. It's, it's here, you know, it's, it's, it's how you trickle down, but... But uh, yeah, he. Uh, yeah, it'll be good to have him on the show. I think. Uh, yeah. I think people would be interested, you know, in what he has to say, and it'd be good to kind of get his insight on how the, this thing we call social media marketing works. And yeah, you know, so and he's kind of a, a new cat to to the industry. You know, Spectre Media is brand new on the scene. I think uh, at least I just discovered them. They're brand new to me, but um, I think I'm safe in assuming that that they are relatively new to the haunt side of marketing. I know they've him and his partner has been doing some marketing for other companies, crazy things like that for a while, but uh you know, it'll it, it'll be really good to hear hear what he has to say. And uh and on a note, you know, we we plan on having a lot more guests on the show, but uh that's for that's for us to know and you to find yep. out later. Yep. All right, Tyler. Well, uh, time to sign off. So I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Peace out. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Haunted Attractions Podcast. Please leave a review or subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. Go to hauntedattractionspodcast.com for a complete show archive. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.